All right, friends. So I want to talk about sales. I want to talk about objections. I want to talk about the process. So what I want to share with you guys today is part of how I have used selling and sales for, I don't know, 21 years now. Um, And part of what I teach uh, to my students, to my clients, as well as to my clients' um, sales teams and that I use myself is really looking at sales in its purest form, right? So there's a lot of pitching going on on the internet these days. There's a lot of strategies. There's a lot of different you know, things, tactics that people teach you. Very, very, very traditional, like 20 years ago type sales. And the problem is, yes, you can make sales. Yes, you can generate revenue with those old washed up tactics, but you're going to be exhausted. You're going to be burnt out and you're going to work 10 times harder than somebody who understands the psychology of sales, right? So someone who understands what sales is and how it is... um how it functions in the buyer's brain, um, when you understand that, uh, then then you understand how you can do sales in a, such an easy, simplified way where you're not really doing much of anything, right? So part the first part that I want everyone to just kind of take in here for a second, 100% of a buy-in decision and investment is 100% based on emotion, you could take logic right out because that's not going to happen till later. Um, the initial decision to make an investment is 100% focused on emotion. And this is not my opinion. This is backed by years and years and years and years and years of science. Um, we make investments and buy-in decisions based on 100% pure emotion. And so when you're in a sales conversation and you're talking about your product or program and you're talking about your services and you're talking about your results or your clients results and your everything is focused on you when you're in a conversation and all you're trying to do is get someone to understand why they should buy your thing this is why we get objections okay this is why um you know one out of five sales will close or two out of five if you're lucky if it's a good day right this is why is we're taking an approach of i need to convince this person or get this person I'm speaking to, to understand in their brain why they should buy my thing or why they should invest in my thing right now today. And so what happens is you immediately go into logic. You immediately go into asking them questions that are just not emotional focused and they're focused on you, not them. And you go into objection mode right away. You just are like, you're getting objections and you're trying to squash them and you're trying to cut through them and you're trying to handle them when in fact they really shouldn't be coming up to begin with. So I always tell people, if you think sales objections or if you think objections are normal part of a sales process, you don't understand sales and you're not doing sales right, okay? It isn't normal. The objections happen because you haven't done a good job facilitating the conversation so that the person that you're talking to sees that um, their problem that they're experiencing is, is risky, is far riskier than making an investment to solve that problem, right? So part of what I teach my salespeople is to become problem finders and solvers. You want to be looking at, you know, and, and this this isn't like go ask people what keeps them up at night. That's a logic question. That's ridiculous. Please don't ask that question. <laughs> Nobody's going to like, you're not going to get sales from asking that type of question. 
But what we're trying to identify is the problem that this person feels that they're having right now. And, you know, this is something where sometimes you might talk to people where they say, oh, I don't have anything. I don't have any problems. Everything is so great. Chances are 99.9999% of humans have a problem. So we have to uncover that problem because if you're talking to someone who in their mind thinks I don't have a problem, everything is just great, and you are um, trying to figure out, well, great, how the heck am I going to get them to buy my thing if they don't have a problem? That's the whole thing. You shouldn't be trying to sell your thing. You should be helping them identify a problem that they're having And by not solving that problem, they actually have greater risk, right? So I call this tipping the scale. And what that means when we tip the scale is we help them see that the problem they actually do have is riskier. It's riskier to stay in that problem than it is to find the money, make the investment to solve that problem. The risk is greater staying in status quo, So when you're having sales conversations, stop trying to sell. It isn't about you. It isn't about your program. It's not about your services. It's not about your 300 testimonials. It's not about how much success you've had. It has nothing to do with you. When we make a buy-in decision, when we make an investment, 100% it's emotional. But number two, it's a selfish act. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but it is what is in it for me. It is about us. We are making an investment not to help you, not to help the business owner, not to give you another testimonial, but to help ourselves, right? There's some kind of thing we want to solve for our own selfish reasons, right? So rather it be your client or your students want to make more money, well, that has nothing to do with you. That is a selfish thing that they want. They want to make more money so they can go do A, B, C, X, Y, Z, right? Like, so when we're making a buy-in decision, when we're making an investment decision in anything, it is 100% emotion. So when you're having sales conversations, it is not about, let me see if I can get this person to see the value in my thing. That's the wrong mindset. That is 20 year ago, traditional sales. And I'm going to tell you, I've worked behind eight, seven, eight, nine figure companies, and this is what they're teaching. 10, 20 year ago, traditional sales tactics. All they do is train you on how their program or services work and how to sell them and the benefits and how to overcome objections, right? And this is why salespeople are on a good day only closing about 50%. That is not normal. I close 80 to 85%. It is not normal to close at 50%. That's just the average. And the average, that's there because those people, those salespeople, those entrepreneurs, those business owners are not being taught how to actually sell in today's space. They're being taught really, really old tactics that even seven, eight, and nine-figure company owners are teaching their sales teams instead of teaching them how sales really works and getting the proper education on sales skills, right? So this is what I've done for 20, almost 21 years now. My whole life has been around sales, sales psychology, human behavior, the way the brain works when we're making these decisions and testing this, right? So um, we're not looking at trying to get anyone to see the value in our thing. We are trying to help them identify a problem that they want solved because it is great risk for them to stay the way they are or to stay the same or to stay in status quo or not solve that problem. 
So the way we do that is through questions. It's through asking them emotional questions about them. It is not about asking questions for our own selfish reason. It's not about asking questions that get them to see something in our stuff. It is to ask them questions that help them go through an emotional roller coaster with you where they self-identify their problem. They self-identify the risk of staying in that problem. And they persuade themselves to want to solve that problem right now today. If you're the person on the sales call and you are trying to get, and I'm using air quotes, which you can't see, but if you are trying to get people to want to invest in your thing, if you're trying to get people to make that decision, you're doing sales wrong and you will close about 50%. If you want to close 70 or 80 or even more percent, then you need to learn the proper sales skills, right? You need to learn how to sell in a way that is really not selling. It is problem finding and problem solving, right? So when I'm in a sales conversation with someone, I don't care about anything other than helping you identify the biggest problem that you feel you have in your business. And it doesn't come from me. I'm not going to tell you what your problem is. I'm not going to tell you you're doing something wrong. I'm not going to tell you you should be doing it this way or that way or whatever. That's not my job. And that is not how we do effective sales. I'm going to ask questions that are going to allow the person I'm speaking to to self-identify these things for themselves. I want them to tell me that what they're doing isn't working. I want them to tell me that it's a greater risk if I don't solve this problem than it is to just go find the money, make the investment to solve this problem. I want them to tell me why they're ready to make change today because anything, anything different than what you're doing today requires change no matter who you are in the world, you're going to have to change in order to get a different outcome. Absolutely 100%, which is why 99.9% of people never, ever, ever get where they want to go because they're so scared of change and because it's easy to not change. So when you're speaking to someone in a sales conversation, if you're not helping them identify and verbally, verbally tell you in their own words why they are ready to change right now today, why they're ready to make a change versus yesterday when they were not ready or last week or even 20 minutes ago before they got on the phone with you. Why now are they ready to make a change? They need to verbally tell you why, right? And so part of the sales conversation, a huge part of it is that type of conversation, right? It's not about, oh, I got to handle these objections. What am I going to say if they say this? And I got to get them to see the value. So I'm going to talk a bunch about my services and I'm going to share all these bonuses and I'm going to tell them about the testimonials. No one gives a shit. Nobody cares. No one cares. And that's why we close on average 50%, which is terrible, not normal. Yet we have seven, eight and nine figure companies who have sales teams closing at 50% when they should be closing at 70, 80 plus percent. But they're not because the business owner has no clue how to actually sell and they're teaching traditional sales tactics that do not work, right? You're on a a good day. They work about 50%. So what we're looking at here is we need to be helping our potential clients self-identify. And they need to verbally express this, right? Because if you're talking to someone who wants to lose, you know, 50 pounds in the next X months, 
and they haven't been able to do that to this point, then they're going to have to make some kind of change. Like something is going to have to change, right? They're not just going to like magically lose that 50 pounds. Something has to change. And what you're going to do is get them through questions, through asking emotional questions. You're going to get them to self-identify and verbally express to you why they're ready today now to make this change versus why they weren't ready yesterday or last week right? Like they have to verbalize that to you. You cannot say this for them. You cannot do this for them. You can't tell them what they're doing is wrong. You can't tell them what they're doing isn't going to work. You can't tell them that what they're doing is the wrong way. They should do this instead. You cannot do that in a sales conversation. That's not going, that's going to create sales resistance. No one's buying. If you're doing that, you're going to get an objection. You're going to get a whole bunch of them. What we need to do is get them to self-identify and then verbally express to you through their own words, through their own doing, why they're now today ready to make a change when they were not ready yesterday or last week or for the past five years. They need to go through that emotional process and they need to persuade and convince themselves. You cannot do this for them. They need to do this themselves. So that is a huge part um, of the sales conversation piece is really questioning emotionally everything they say. When, when someone tells me, yes, Anne, I am ready to work with you. I need to, I need to improve my sales. I'm ready to do this. I will say, but why? Why are you ready? Right? Like why today? Why now? Why my services? Why with me? Why not just keep doing what you're doing? Or why not with somebody else? Or why not, you know, why weren't you ready yesterday, but now you are? Like, tell me what's going on. And emotionally from their own words, they need to tell me. Right? And when when they say, oh, well, you know, because of this and this and this, um, you want to dig deeper on those things and, and ask why. I ask why probably more than I ask anything else in a sales conversation. Why? But why though? But why now? But why? You could just keep doing what you're doing. Why change? Yeah, but why do it differently? Why not just keep doing what you're doing? Why not wait till next year? But wait, can't you, why not wait till like six months from now? I question every single thing and I get them to tell me why they cannot wait, why they can't push this off, why this has to happen now. And because this way you're not going to get objections because they're already telling you why they can't wait, why they have to find the money now and why it has to be today and not six months from now. They're, They're telling you that. You're not saying it for them. Right. So a lot of the traditional sales is a lot of like scare tactic and oh, but but what what if um, if you don't do this, though, you're going to lose everything in a week. But okay, well, you know, you can keep doing what you're doing and nothing's going to ever change. And you're just going to have to keep doing that. And you're never going to get there because you've already been doing it. And you could go on and on and on and on and on. It doesn't mean anything. In fact, what you're doing is you're creating more sales resistance because you're getting pushy and because you're putting words in their mouth. They're not. Again, sales is emotional. So if your prospect doesn't go through an emotional experience on a sales call with you, they're not buying. You're getting an objection. Maybe in six months from now, you know what? Let me go talk to so-and-so. I need to figure out the money. Let me go talk to this person. You know, I can't do it right now. I have to shuffle money. I have to move money. Let me think about it. Let me think about it because I'm not sure. Yeah, this sounds perfect. Sounds like everything I need, but I can't right now. I don't have the money. You know, oh, you know, I, I don't know. I'm new in business or I'm new on my journey. So like I have to wait six months. Let me, let me try to make some money in sales first and then I'll come back. When what they're on the phone with you for is that they don't know how to generate sales. So how are they going to go off and generate sales if they haven't been able to do that like it logically doesn't make sense because that's what it is it's logic they're talking to you in logic form because you're asking logic questions they're not getting emotional 
because you're not asking emotional questions, right? They're not making a buying decision without some kind of emotion. And they need, this all needs to come from them. So we're not doing objection handling. I'm not going to get on a sales call and handle objections. It's not my job, right? My job is to prevent those from even happening to begin with, which is through qualifying and then proper questions, right? So what you're doing on these calls is you're, you're really looking at finding a pro- helping them find and identify a problem, help them identify that it needs to be solved because it will be far riskier to stay in status quo for another four, three, four, five, six, seven, 12 months, whatever, then it will be to just find the money and solve this problem. They need to see that. You need to go through that process with them. We're asking questions. We are not focused on sales and selling and highlighting our things and getting people to do things that we want to do in our agenda. We are focusing on them. We are getting their commitment. We are connecting with them. We're going through emotional questions. We're having them self-identify things and explain verbally in their own words to us why they're ready to change, why with you or your services, why now, why it has to happen, why they can't just keep doing the same thing they've been doing straight along, right? This is the stuff that we need to be doing on these sales calls. And we want to maintain neutral language, right? So that's part of sales psychology is this isn't about, this has nothing to do with you. And I've said this for 21 years, sales has nothing to do with you. It literally has nothing to do with you. This is about the other person. And so we have to ask neutral questions. Like if I put you in a physical room with a prospect, you're going to say and talk and speak differently with them than you probably will in a DM or on a sales call because people act weird online. They act they do things and say things in a way they would not if they were face-to-face, right? So this is a good practice point of like, if you were fa- physically in a room with this person, is this what you would ask them? Is this how you would talk to them? Is this the conversation you'd be having? 99.9% of the time, it's a flat out no way. I would never do this face-to-face. So that's your good indicator right there that you probably need to change the way that you're hosting your conversations, the questions you're asking, and the way you're behaving, right? So you want to ask neutral things like, Why? Because then it's coming from them, not you. Don't put words in their mouth and don't make any assumptions whatsoever. If someone tells you, I don't have the money, I would love to do this, but I don't have the money. Your response should be, I get that. I understand. When you say you, or wait a minute, when you say you don't have the money, can you tell me what that means exactly? Because I'm not, I, I don't understand right? Like don't make an assumption because you don't know what they mean when they say, I don't have the money. They could say like, I live on the street, don't have the money. Or like, I won't feed my kids. I don't have the money. Or it could be, I'm not going to have the money till my pension comes through next month. I'm not going to have the money until I close on this deal in 30 days. I'm not going to have the money until the the money hits my bank tomorrow. Like I don't have the money to pay in full, but they could do the payment plan. Like, don't make an assumption that you know what they mean when they say something. Anytime someone says something to me, I will say, what does that mean? What do you mean by that? Can you explain what you mean? Can you tell me more so I understand what you're saying? Right? When you say that, what does that mean? That's a neutral question. I also say things like, look, I'm not here to, um, like, I'm not here to sell you anything because I don't even know if I can help you yet. I don't even know if what we're doing over here is going to be a solution for what you're trying to do over there until we have a conversation that I don't even know if I can help you. 
That's very neutral. That releases a lot of sales pressure versus, oh, you need help with sales? Yeah, I can help with that. You should join my program. You don't know that yet, right? And they're not emotionally bought in yet. So again, this is just some neutral things. So wanted to sh- step in there. This is barely the surface of, of proper sell- sales, but wanted to jump in and just share a little bit to kind of get your wheels turning a little bit, get you kind of resetting and just thinking a little bit differently about how you're actually conducting in sales, either you or your sales team, like how are you actually conducting sales? And I want you to look at your average conversion between yourself and or your sales team. If you're 50%, 50, 55% or below, that's a problem. That is not normal. If most of your calls are objections and it takes you six, three, four, five, six months to close, that's not normal. So I want to just kind of walk you guys through just this little bit of a surface. There'll be a lot more to come, but I wanted to just get this kicked off with a little bit of like, let's have a mind shift here on what sales effective proper selling actually is and what it isn't what it kind of looks like a little bit just to get your wheels turning. So I love feedback. I love thoughts. I love questions. Tell me what you think um, about this, um, you know, mini little series, training series here. Um, Tell me what you think. What questions do you have? What's coming up for you? What thoughts, uh, feedback, all the things. Let's keep this conversation going. There's lots more to come.